This is the Everything EV Podcast by EV Powered. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everything EV Podcast, a weekly show that brings you the latest news, views and opinions from every corner of the EV industry. I'm your host, Charlie Atkinson, and in these episodes we'll be discussing everything to do with electric travel, so whether it be cars, bikes, boats or even planes, we'll have it covered. We'll also be speaking to people from within the industry to get their views on the EV space, as well as other features such as electric car reviews, electric motorsport coverage, and much, much more along the way. This podcast is available on all streaming platforms, so be sure to subscribe to wherever you get your podcast from to receive every single episode as soon as it's released. And please do go back and check out all our other episodes too. This week, I'm joined by Tom Bloor, the Managing Director of Manchester-based EV charging company, Evec. Launched in 2022, Evec aims to provide the UK's most affordable charger, and so we spoke to Tom about the journey of the company so far, why affordability and accessibility is so important to the brand, and what the landscape of EV charging could look like next year. Tom, welcome to the podcast. It's great to be chatting with you today, and I appreciate you making the time for us as well. I understand it's been a hectic couple of weeks at Evec as well, so thanks for making the time and chatting with us today. But I suppose it is a good time to to be speaking with you. December gives you a good opportunity to reflect on the year just gone. So how has 2023 been for for everyone at Evec? And uh, yeah, just give us an overview of of the company and of the year so far. Yeah, sure. Um, Probably the word is is mental. Uh, It's been absolutely all go. Uh, It's been our sort of first full year of trading this year. Um, So we launched the Evec brand in April 22. Um, so we've had some sort of ambitious growth plans, uh, but the year has been sort of very, very successful for us. Uh, we've brought in a team of really sort of really, really good sales managers who's helped with um, the, the sort of sales uh, sort of turn over grow, grow really, really well this year. Um, as regards to sort of the, um, the our, our, our business as a whole, so EVEC was, was, was born from our sort of background in um, our other businesses. Um, so our what we sort of specialised in for sort of the past 20 years is domestic kitchen appliances. Uh, so we've done that sort of supplying most of the, the, the UK brands with likes of ovens, hobs, cooker hoods, microwaves, fridges. Um, so we saw a bit of a, a bit of a gap, a bit of an opportunity in the market uh, for, for freebie charging. Um, I was having my first electric car myself, um, sort of looking around sort of how the process worked for having your first sort of EV charge point installed. Um and yeah, we thought this is some, something we, we we could do ourselves. Um, but wanted to do it a little bit differently to what everybody else was doing. Uh, we wanted to offer a for, sort of more affordable solution. Um, targeting very much your sort of emerging market EV buyers, so people who aren't going to be just buying the sort of really expensive cars, but sort of what you class as sort of mid mid sort of budget, uh, sort of family cars and. Uh, people sort of purchasing uh, maybe a, a second-hand EV as well, uh, where see, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big hit on the wallet sort of buying, buying the car to then have an expensive EV charger installed as well. Um, that's where we've sort of tried to do something a little bit more affordable for everyone as, as per our branding, uh, that it is a charger that will work for, for, for everyone, whether you're buying a £100,000 Porsche Taycan or a... a, a Thirty thousand pounds BYD. It's um, a solution that will work work for everyone. Yeah. How have you found that then? Because obviously, one of the biggest barriers to EV adoption is is the price point. EVs are a premium product, and like you said, sure. that there's there's very few vehicles out there now that are that many people would classify as affordable. So if you're trying to bring yeah. a, an affordable 
um, solution to the market when it's a, a premium market at the minute? How how have you found that that sector, and how have you how have you tried to navigate that? Yeah, I think it's it's still difficult, and for people, it, it's still a like you say, it's still a big plunge spending thirty forty grand on what you class as a an entry level sort of brand, probably in 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 a range of petrol cars. Um, so. See a lot of people sort of having electric cars now might be through sort of a company car. Um, so it's perhaps funded by their their, their company, uh, but then have to then pay for their own their own car charges. So it's we, we, we've sort of done a lot of lot of charges sort of through that route, uh, where they yeah they've been sort of lucky enough to have having an electric car being given to them as a company car, uh, but then still say being able to find. Say fifteen hundred, two thousand pounds for a charge. It's a lot of money, so that's where we've sort of been able to give people payment options to purchase for our website, where they can do it through Klarna uh, to help sort of spread that cost as well. Yeah, and you mentioned that this this whole journey of Evex started when you went on your own sort of EV journey. So when did uh, yeah. electric vehicles first sort of pop up onto your radar? I'm just curious to find out a little bit more about that side of things because. As you said, you worked yeah. in sort of kitchen appliances and then over to the EV sector. So how was that sure. sort of process for you? I mean, being honest, I'm, I'm a massive petrol head. I, I, I love cars as, as a whole. I've always been into cars since I was a little kid. Like, um, I've had sort of a few sort of nice, nice petrol cars over the years. I'd still sort of love a, a, a TBR for me. That's my, my dream car one, one day. I'd love sort of having it in the garage. Uh, but something just as used as a little bit of a, a treat, a bit of a toy at weekends. But for me, probably five, six years ago, I was probably anti-EV. I was, I was sort of, yeah, I, I love these sort of big, big noisy cars. But I think as they become cooler, like it's, I think that sort of started to change my mindset a lot with it, that it wasn't just your, your Toyota Prius sort of thing, that, yeah, it was, it was good for the environment, but it wasn't sort of, what you'd like as a as a car fan, as the sort of brands like your, your Tesla have started to come through and all sorts now. Obviously, there's your Porsches, the Ford Mustangs, they're, they're exciting, they look cool, they're ultra modern, the interior's amazing in them. Uh, for me, it's just the, the ease, ease of use. I, I, I've jumped back in a petrol car after I've been driving an electric car um, and I have, to, I have to think about it. I think, okay, this isn't that, that easy. <laughs> uh, which I, I have a sort of nearly 40 mile commute in, in, into the office in the morning. Um, and my car, my electric car is is, is, is preheated. Um, it's nice and easy to use. It's like driving a golf car. And for me, I can't imagine going back to a petrol car after that. See, other than something that's a bit of a, a, a treat that you jump in and have a bit of a blast round. It's just, they're so easy to use. And it, it's, see, the other big reasons, obviously, for people is that, um, the, the cost obviously saving people an absolute fortune. I think for me, um, I was fortunate enough to have my first electric car as a, as a company car. Um, so big, big cost saving there probably saved me sort of five, six hundred pounds a month across sort of fuel and benefit and kind tax. So on the company car side, absolute no brainer. Uh, but then obviously, what we're doing as a, as, as a company with our, our corporate social responsibility, um, it's really important that across our group. Everybody has now got an electric car. Um, so say there's those sort of multiple different reasons that say at first probably a little bit against the idea, but I think it's having that braveness to sort of adapt it. And people are fortunate enough if you have got that budget there to go and spend on a car at, at 30 or 40 grand, my advice would be just 
Just go and try one. Go and test drive one. I think you'll be pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. It's interesting to hear you talk about that because it's quite a common tale, really. But like, like you said, back back in the day, it was the old sort of bubble cars, and if you wanted to drive an electric sure. vehicle, it was because you were an eco warrior, if you like. But now exactly. it's got to the point now where it it when people buy an electric car, it's because they say, oh, they're easier to drive or they save you loads of money. So the the conversation around electric vehicles has shifted really. So have you found that from obviously from a business perspective that the the perspective around electric vehicles when it comes to charging and things like that the the whole sort of the topic of conversation and the it, it's changed when it comes to evs yeah 100 percent. i mean you you still get a lot of people out there you see it all over facebook people commenting on our event page that you're, you're anti-ev is you, you're always going to have them uh but i think so many more people are starting to, to, to come around to it now which is brilliant um it's just when i had my first first electric car my first, my first one was a tesla and it was something like very new none of my mates had one at that point they were all like oh this is pretty cool let me have a look and they sort of jump in it and see that it's quick as well like I say all my mates are sort of into the cars they have sort of bmw m cars and things like that and i can actually sort of blitz them in an electric car instead this <laughs> is uh it's, it's nice and fun. And I can remember sort of going to, to, to Devon for the first time anywhere. See, probably in, in the south, there's not been as much as sort of the, the uptake with EV in the sort of lower south, sort of around, around the seaside areas. Um, and sort of kids sort of pointing, oh, there's a Tesla sort of thing. And for me, I never thought of them as being sort of that that cool. But obviously, it's it's quite a, a cool sort of trend, trendy thing to have now with an electric car, especially with sort of young younger age groups. Is great that more and more people are, are, are adopting them now. Yeah, and obviously one of the biggest things that comes with electric vehicles is EV charging, which you know more than most about. So you mentioned that you, when you started Evec, you wanted it to be slightly different to some of the other companies out there and provide a different sort of solution. So obviously the EV charging market is heavily saturated at the time. There's so many different companies that exist in the market. So what have you tried to do to make Evec different and, and unique to all those other companies? We tried to simplify things. Um, it's probably the, the best way to explain it. The, the products, if you open one up, the, there's not too much to it. Um, we, we see it as a, a glorified socket. I think, in, in my opinion, I think some of the other manufacturers that might be overcomplicating things a little bit. Um, see, they, they've got fantastic products that do amazing things. But for me, I want to just be able to charge my car, and I think that's what a lot of people want to do as well. So, see, things changed when the um, smart charger uh, requirements came in that all EV chargers got to be smart anyway. Um, so, ours will come with the, the Evec app where you can, you can schedule your charge, you can stop and start your charge, monitor your usage, as you'd expect with most of the others. Um, but for me, it's all about sort of simplifying the product, having less things to go wrong. In the product um so as a new product sort of out there we sold about fifteen thousand units now we've had far less than 100 service calls across all those products so our, our failure rate is extremely low across a new product and um, so again because it is very very simple there's not a lot to go wrong on it um but for me as well sort of simplifying the product and being cost effective we are a big big focus of ourselves for ourselves at ebec is all about our sort of customer service and after sales sort of warranty side because as time goes on, more and more people are having electric cars. People are going to be becoming more reliant on them to get to work all the time. If perhaps before there might be sort of two cars in the household where one person might have an electric, one person has a petrol, whereas as time's going on, 
might be that households are having two electric cars and if without without a charger they're in sort of deep 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 trouble so we've had a big focus from the start that as well as being affordable if there is an issue that we'll jump on that straight away we've got a call center that you can come straight through to that people can diagnose problems straight away over the phone nine times out of ten that can be resolved over the phone now with the charges being small um but if they can't we'll have an engineer out to that within sort of 48 hours of that being registered with, with, with the engineers so that's been extremely important to us and we've sort of modeled our one of our other businesses within the group um so we've tried to sort of reflect that model and um, we launched that brand sort of five six years ago um again sort of the brands were very very established in the industry we looked at what they were doing on the customer service side and their pricing side and basically tried to do exactly the same model with epac yeah, awesome. I just wanted to touch on the affordability side, obviously, because as you said, that that's one of the sort of key areas of of your business. And like I, I was saying before, that the market is so saturated, but there's so many different price points in the EV industry. So, how do how does an EVEC charger compare in price to something like a, a Podpoint or one of the more premium models out there? Yeah. Um. So through our website, our, our retail price of our um our seven kilowatt socketed product is at $379.99, including that. Um, so if you, like I say, I won't sort of name other sort of specific manufacturers, but if you look at some of what you probably class as more, more premium products, where perhaps seven or 800 just for the product, you then got to see your install cost on, on top of that as well. Um, we do offer a fully installed solution for our website where it's fully installed from $799. So really you're getting your, sort of your charger and your install for a similar cost of um, just a charge across with a lot of the other manufacturers. Yeah. And is the business focused just on the domestic side of charging or is there, yeah, it, uh, yeah, I can see you shaking your head there. So yeah, can you just expand on that then? So it's not just, sure. it's not just home charges then? No, we've got big ambitions. This is the big plan for 2024 is to sort of really ramp up our, our commercial offering. I think we, when we launched Evec, we were perhaps uh, a little bit blinkered. I think we had it in our head that it was all about domestic charging, being the most affordable in people's houses. Uh, and that's sort of what we've had so much success with so far. Um, but um, our, our, our sales guys, they joined us from a, another um, EV manufacturer that, that's been around for a very long time, um, who sort of did very well in the, in, the, in the commercial sector. So I think it opened to our, our eyes to see sort of what opportunities there are on the commercial side, um, not just sort of commercially, but for, for, for public charging for people as well. Um, I think perhaps to keep for granted a little bit that I had a driveway thinking, okay, yeah, all these houses are going to need a, 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 a charge point on the driveway. Look at probably nearly half the UK is perhaps terrace houses, apartments. So people who are going to be making this change over to, to EVs, but they're not going to have sort of any choice by, by 2035, is they're going to need somewhere where they, where they can charge them. So obviously in the UK, EV charging infrastructure is a lot of work to be done, but I think if you've got so many different options where people can charge, so whether we can charge at, at work, it's obviously the workplace charging schemes that still um, currently still in place, um, but also sort of public charging uh, sites as well. So our big focus for, for, for 2024 is sort of workplace charging to, to begin with. Um, so we've had a, um, a Mike Mike Seymour who's, jo who's joined our team uh, in the past couple of weeks, and that's his background. Um, so that's his, his focus. Sort of to to promote to to businesses, um, especially whilst the grants there that they can have it near enough paid for, uh, but have that option of sort of reoccurring revenue coming in, 
not necessarily just from the staff. They can open them up to be a, a public charge points as well as being available to the staff if if they uh, wish to do that. Yeah, I noticed as well when I was sort of preparing for this interview, I was having a, a little look through the EVEC the website and I noticed that one of the key themes is accessibility. And so accessibility mm-hmm. for, for us has been one of the biggest themes that we've noticed in the EV industry this year. We've done a lot with the likes of um, charge safe and things like that, and making uh, EV chargers um, easy to use for disabled users and things like that. So I just wanted to talk to you about what accessibility means to to Evec and, and why that's so important to to you guys and why it's something you've prioritised. Sure. As per our branding, we want our chargers accessible for for everyone, um, whether it is um, people with, with, with disabilities, whether it's people who don't have the option to to charge at home. Um, so we do have some very exciting plans um, for sort of probably quarter two of 2024. I've uh, got to keep the wraps on it a little bit, uh, but, but sort of for our, our sort of public um, charging. Um, so we're launching a range of DC chargers um, from February um, and that is sort of very exciting. Um, open up that sort of accessibility to a lot of people to begin with around sort of Manchester area where we're based um, as a sort of a, a good trial run for it, but then looking to roll that out then across the, the rest of the UK. Mm, awesome. And obviously, as I, as I just touched on there, that accessibility for us has been one of the biggest trends that we've noticed in the EV sector. And I noticed that obviously you're going into the, the commercial sector because, as you said, not, not everyone has a driveway and not everyone can charge at home. But obviously, as I said at the start, it, it, it's nice to be able to talk to you in December because we can sort of reflect on the year that's just gone, but also the year the year ahead. So I appreciate this is asking you to get your sort of crystal ball out a little bit. But what do you think that considering that you're you, considering your place in the EV market and you're sort of well, well across it, what what do you think we can ex, expect to see over the next twelve months in in the EV sector? Just not just from a charging perspective, but from a um, yeah, just for, for, across across the whole sector, really. Yeah, I mean, looking at cars to begin with, um, there's going to be all sorts of amazing new EV cars coming out. So I I still often read what cars, Auto Express, things like that. And the great thing about that is we, Beck actually appeared in Auto Express um, sort of a month or two ago, uh, which was a bit of a dream come true for me because my, my dad subscribed to, to Auto Express as, a, as I was a kid growing up and would, would read that every week. But um, the front page of Auto Express was, every, I think every car on the front page was all electric, um, sort of bar one actually, um, which is sort of really exciting to see all these sort of amazing new models coming out. Um, read earlier on this week that sort of BMW's sort of next M3 model is going to be electric. Uh, again, I've always been into to BMW M cars, so the car side, first of all, I think is extremely exciting. And I think that again will help get people sort of some of the anti EV is perhaps a little bit on board. That yeah, you can dig your heels in and say, look, I'm not I'm not going down this route, but that this is the way things are, are going to go, and you, you you sort of you, you've got to go with it. Um, Say unless they want to sort of still run around in a 40-year-old diesel guzzler. Um bombs obviously 2035. This is every new car is going to have to be this way. But I think it's going to be before that. Obviously, it was a little bit disappointing with the news of the sort of 2030 pushback um with the, the ban of the internal combustion engine. But I think because of everything that the car manufacturers are, do, are doing anyway, they're they're pushing on with it. I don't necessarily think that'll have a, a major impact because of that. So I think 2024 is going to be a, a huge year for the sort of car manufacturers sort of pushing out their, their electric cars. 
um, as regards to sort of EV charging. Um, I think we'll see a big, big surge in EV sort of um, public EV charge points. Um, so obviously there's one, you've seen them popping up everywhere now. See big sort of 250, 300 kilowatts. See Tesla have opened their, their network to uh, some of their network to um, all other sort of users as well. So there's obviously going to be the demand there for it as more and more people are buying electric cars. So I, I think we're going to see a lot, lot more sort of 150, 250 kilowatt DC chargers popping up, um, but also um, a lot more workplaces um, as well, where or sort of event sort of pedestal models with this sort of two two charge points in there. Some amazing softwares out there now that that, that people can use. So um, businesses aren't say losing money by offering this to to the staff. Um, they, they can heavily subsidise it as a, as a as a benefit to the staff, but can bring in a lot of revenue opening as a, as a public charge points as well. So, yeah, crystal ball. Um, hard to say for for definite, but I think it's going to be a sort of a really exciting year for for EV as a whole. Yeah, I think it's interesting as well when you touch on the fact that for me, workplace charging and, and destination destination charging as a whole really is the key for the industry because, as you said, there, there, there are a lot of public EV charging points coming out and there's giga hubs or charging hubs popping up all, all over the place. But for me, they're, yeah. they're always a sort of last resort or an emergency charging, whereas yeah. the, the key is, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky and, and you're fortunate as well, but we're able to charge at home. But for, for most people, they're going to be relying on charging at gyms or being able to charge at work or places like that. And that's that's the key, isn't it, for the next step of the industry? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Or if there's a, a car park near their house uh, where they can leave it in overnight. And see, I'm just talking about cars here. I think if you look at other vehicles, vans, fleets, see said Tesla just launched a Cybertruck. I think we'll get, get very caught up on, on cars, but it's how the rest of the sort of vehicles up and down the motorway are sort of going, going to be getting on. Um, so yeah, I could obviously see a, a, a big increase in sort of electric vans. Certainly see that over the next sort of 12, 24 months as well. Yeah. And so just to finish things up then, I know we're sort of looking into the future and I know you've touched on your plans for 2024 and there's, there's a few things you want to keep under wraps a little bit, but if we can just finish up with just... Yeah, I just want to ask you what's next for Ivec and what, what can we look forward to seeing from you guys over the next next 12 months or so? And, and also, on a sort of bigger picture, what, what's the uh, what's the dream for Ivec? What's the, the long-term goal as well? Yeah, sure. I mean, as I mentioned at the start, this is our, our sort of first full year trading and it's blown my mind really how quickly things have grown within this, 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 this past 12 months. Uh, but for me, it's to to sort of continue to to, to push our, push our brand. But we known as a brand that's, like I say, we we're growing and our, our turnover be growing and profit be growing. But doing things the right way um, is is really really important to me. That like I say, we we we're thinking about our customers all the time. There's a lot of manufacturers in the industry that don't necessarily have the rep the, the best reputation. Um, I know our first sort of charge point that we had on our, our warehouse here um, when we first had electric cars. That we had a problem with it to sort of get in touch with somebody, raise a ticket, and no one got back in touch for sort of six or seven days. It just does, doesn't work. So for me, say, want to sort of continue to grow, but make sure we've got all the infrastructure in place to, to grow the right way. So keep investing heavily into our, our customer service team um, as our sort of sales team grows as well. And for me, the dream is to be one of the sort of household names, like you mentioned. Probably before, probably one of the most most well known 
you see them everywhere and that was the first charge we had on, on our warehouse. Um, so it's to get that sort of bit more recognition, like I say, I think we, we're starting to get there, um, but there's a, a heck of a lot of work to do. So it's um, we're going to be um, exhibiting at, at Fully Charged Live again. Um, so um, both the one in Farnborough and uh, the North one. Um, so it'd be just nice to see people sort of coming along and being like, ah, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen a Vec and where, where are you, Vec? Um, so that that that's the dream. Um, and I think on the commercial side as well, um, we're based in Trafford Park, uh, which is one of the, the biggest um, sort of um, sort of business industrial estates in Europe. So if I was walking around multiple different sort of areas of Trafford Park, seeing our EVET charges, uh, sort of in people's sort of workplace with the little sort of light on the top, lighting up their car park, that sort of that nice, nice mix of a decent amount of commercial charges out there. But as I'm sort of walking past houses as well, seeing you know, an EVET charge on a lot of people's um, home as well. That's all for this episode. Many thanks for listening. And if you liked it, then please do check out all our other episodes and be sure to subscribe to wherever you get your podcast from to make sure you get every single episode as soon as it's released. For daily news coverage, features and much more, you can also head over to evpowered.co.uk. Thanks once again for listening and we'll see you on the very next episode of the Everything EV podcast.